my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, so today's episode is another positive birth story and it's actually a positive induction story. And it's with a girl called Maddie. She contacted me as she was a listener of the podcast throughout her pregnancy. And she contacted me on Instagram uh, throughout her pregnancy actually, but also just to tell me that she'd had her baby. Uh, This was around three months ago. And that she would love to come on and share her story because she had such a positive experience. So always willing to have people on to share their stories because it's so helpful for you guys. And it's also just lovely to hear these lovely positive birth stories. And the extra bonus actually is that her story is an induction story, which is a bonus because I know a lot of people face inductions throughout their pregnancy. So having positive induction stories is obviously incredibly helpful for people. So she came on and she shared her story with um, the birth of her daughter, Hallie, um, who was there the whole time during the recording, but she was as quiet as a mouse. I think she was feeding and having a little sleep. So I think my doorbell might go in the background a couple of times throughout this episode. So I apologise for that. Um, It's a bit more difficult to uh, avoid that when you're recording with somebody. But um, so please ignore the ring doorbell in the background if it goes off and other than that I hope you enjoy the episode so hello Maddie thank you so much for joining us on the podcast please could you just introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners yeah sure so uh, my name is Maddie I live in Norfolk I had Hallie 14 weeks ago so she's um, just over three months now and I actually have a twin as well that had a baby 10 days after me so we both did hypno birthing um, together so yeah just wanted to talk about my journey really. How lovely to both have babies at the same time is it yeah. your first baby for both of you? Yeah both first baby and both girls as well so oh, they're yeah. gonna grow up and be so close aren't they how lovely because you can yeah. experience it all together with those milestones that's so lovely and yeah it really you really need that like support don't you when you've um exactly. just yeah we're up like in the middle of the night like talking to each other and yeah it's just nice to have to know that someone's going through it with you um, yeah. and understands like you know when you're feeling you know, having a bad day, you know, you can just say, you know, I'm finding it really tough today or or if you're having a good day, you know, you can talk, you can share your experiences and stuff and tips and tricks and stuff yeah. like that. Do you know what those um those night feeds, they at the time they, you know, they're exhausting and seem like they're relentless, but they're actually something that like now that I'm obviously out of that phase. I, I do kind of look back on it and think oh it was like such a nice time because you're you're the only one you feel like you're like the only one up with your baby feeding them yeah. and it, it is quite special actually and it doesn't last yeah, it is. no so, it doesn't I do think I will miss it and I don't mind I've never minded it as well like people no. say oh you'll be the most tired you've ever been and I haven't been I yeah. just you just deal with it because you know that your baby needs you and you're the only one because I'm breastfeeding and you're the only one that can sort of soothe them at the time so you just wake up bit of a zombie feed her put her back to sleep and go back to sleep yeah just do it I mean you just do it don't you because you have to do it and um 
yeah, it is, it's, it is a special time. Um, perfect. Okay. So you were a listener of the podcast, which is fantastic. And, um, you obviously contacted me when you had Hallie and you wanted to come and share your story, which I'm really grateful for. Always great to have positive stories. And I have so many people that say the positive birth stories really, really help them. So they're just really beneficial. So what was it in the first place that got you interested in hypnobirthing? Uh, it was my friend that um, bought me a book. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she, it was a surprise and she said to me, ignore the name, like it sounds strange, as you've said in your podcasts, um, but she said, read it, it'll really help you. And I, I was a bit sceptical and I thought, okay, like I'll read it. I'm not really much of a reader, but I got it and it was really sunny outside and I was like, I'm just going to sit in the garden and read. So I did. And then I just got really hooked on it um read the book and then found your Spotify podcast or your podcast on Spotify and um then I listened to all of them and like each week or every couple of weeks when they were coming out um, me and my twin were I said like oh you need to watch <laughs> listen to these and we were like what like listening to the episodes because she lives about an hour away so we were listening to the episodes like the same day and then talking about it at the end like so it was uh-huh. at the end of the day. so <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I got started on it. And um, yeah, I just found found it really, really helpful. Um, I didn't have, my pregnancy wasn't the nicest of pregnancies, but you soon forget about it. <laughs> yeah, you do. And also hypnobirthing is one of those things that I think it helps you through that as well. Like it kind of gives you just a general positive outlook, I think, on and, and ways to, to manage it if you are struggling, whether it's exactly. obviously with labor but also with pregnancy or also postpartum like afterwards it, it does give you those tools to just manage kind of if you're feeling overwhelmed by us, anything exactly and it gave us some it gave me something to focus on aside from my morning sickness and I had gestational diabetes as well so right. um and so did my twin actually so wow, really something the same <laughs> but yeah it was something to focus on rather than that if you know what I mean and like something to look forward to listening to and there was just stuff that I'd never even heard of can't think of anything off the top of my head but even like the perineal massage and the the lady uh who does the um like the natural oils and stuff yeah yeah Yeah, and that was really useful as well so yeah it's really good it's also really handy actually to have somebody to talk to about it like that um because it just makes it I think it also kind of ingrains it a bit more when you're talking about it with somebody like having those conversations and you know discussing things back and forth it really helps as well so how lovely that you had that um yeah and you get like a second opinion as well so yeah I could like voice my opinion and then Liv would say her opinion and you can then discuss it and yeah it was it was just it was just really nice to listen to the podcast and then have someone to talk about it and what about your partner? Was he on board with hypnobirthing? Did he have a bit of a sceptical approach to it? Which often does happen. I, I get it. understand it. <laughs> no, he was really on board. Like I said, I, I want to do this and I want and I want to do it sort of during the birth. Um, and he was really on board. It's just really supportive as well. Like He didn't even question it. Like I, ju- I just told him about it. And he listened like when I had the podcast on, he was listening in the background with whatever he was doing. So, um, yeah, he did take it on board. Like, we didn't go to any um, antenatal classes or anything because of 
uh, coronavirus. Um, so that was just our sort of kind of our antenatal classes. And then we'd like, I'd talk about it with them. So when we went to bed and we'd discuss like how I wanted the birth to go and sometimes, you know, the birth doesn't go as you planned and mine definitely didn't, but we didn't mind at all. Yeah. You just sort of, you just deal with it while you're, while you're in the moment. Yeah. And, so yeah. what do you think is like are the main things that hypnobirthing kind of gave you? I was just so, I just felt so laid back. Um, even though there was like a lot going on. So when I was 30, I had to have regular scans because of my gestational diabetes. And when I was 32 weeks, Hallie, um, Hallie dropped below the 25th centile. Um, so she was measuring quite small. So they said, come back in two weeks. And at that point, I was quite worried. And then so I had a scan to, I was obviously quite worried at that point. But I kept thinking like, she's okay. I kept going in my head saying, I'm strong and she's strong and we'll be fine. And then at the 20, uh, sorry, the 34th week scan, she'd gone below the 10th centile. And then at the 36th week scan, she dropped off the bottom. Wow. And that was when they said, right, you're coming in tomorrow to be induced. And I was like, yep, no problem. Like, I just knew that it was the right thing to do. And I knew that I had all my faith in the doctors. And I just knew that she was going to be okay. And um, little did I know, like, my mum and my sisters were, like, crying. And I didn't know any of this until after the birth. But they were just so worried because she was so going to be so small. I just had no, I just didn't worry. I don't know, don't know what it was. I don't know. I just feel like the hypnobirthing had sort of trained my brain to be really positive and I was also so when I had her or when I was like in in the room and I was going into labour they had to bring the doctors in and and the bed to whisk her away like as she was going to be so small and I just took it on board like I was just like that's what needs to happen if she does need to go in an incubator that's absolutely fine like and I was just so positive I knew that I just needed to get her out because she, yeah. my placenta had stopped working. Um, so she wasn't getting the nutrients that she needed. Right. And she, therefore, she wasn't growing. Is that what had happened? That's what they, and that didn't have yeah. anything to do with your gestational diabetes. That was just unrelated. No, nothing. It was just unfortunate. Yeah, it, it can go either either way. They can stop growing, but it can happen if you don't have gestational diabetes. Yeah. It's just really unfortunate. But she, you, they can either be big or small. But yeah, she was um, small. But I'll tell you a bit about yeah. the birth if you. Yeah, if you share, share your birth, please. Yeah. Okay, so um, I went in on the Thursday to be induced. Um, but you were around. Birth. Sorry, you were around thirty-four weeks, were you? It was thirty-six weeks. Oh, sorry, thirty-six weeks. Okay, yes, thirty-six weeks. So it was. I was thirty-six and a half weeks on the Thursday. My day to go to the next week was Sunday. Um, so came in on the Thursday um I had my scan on the Wednesday so they came they said come in the next day and you sort of I was a bit worried but I was like okay I knew that she needed to come out um and they did the induction process and for the first sort of couple of days nothing nothing happened I was having sort of light contractions but nothing I knew that it wasn't you know full full labor um so then it got to the Saturday and my waters broke. Um, so they said, we're going to start you on the hormone drip. Um, and I was like, yep, no problem. I went into the labour ward. 
at the time I said to Carl, my husband, I want like music on and I want lights and but I just didn't didn't need any of it. I've just felt like I was okay without it. So yeah. we just chatted and the, the midwives were really, really lovely and time just went so quickly. So they put the hormone drip on and, and it got up to the maximum that it could go on and I wasn't getting contractions. I was just feeling nothing. Right. So the midwife said we we're gonna I'm gonna have to see if I can break your front waters because it was my back waters that had broken. Right. Um so luckily she was able to. I was only sort of I think I was two centimeters dilated, so not a lot at all, but she was ma- she managed to break them and it went from naught to a hundred. I then got yeah. the strongest contractions and I was trying to breathe through them, breathe through them, but I couldn't. So I had I said, right, please may have an epidural and they came in and did it straight away and then I just relaxed and was like, right now just a waiting game um and that was at I had the epidural about eight o'clock that night so the drip went in at five o'clock yeah epidural at eight o'clock in the evening um and then it got to midnight and I started to get um contractions and I could they were really really getting really intense um and I was just breathing through them and I like at the time, like my mum was texting me, like, are you okay? Are you worried? And I was like, no, I'm not worried. Me and my baby are fine. Um, I didn't think when on the podcasts you, you kept speaking about affirmation. Is it affirmation cards? Yes. And I was thinking at the time, like, I really, that's not for me. No, um, that's okay. Think, yeah, I just didn't think they'd work for me. But someone bought me some and I took them with me in my bag. Oh. And I read them during like the first bit of labour. And I just kept going through my head saying, me and my baby are strong, me and my baby are fine. Oh, that's amazing. And that's what got me through. Like, yeah. And I kept texting my mum, like, don't worry, like, me and we're fine. Like, we're strong and we're fine. Um, and then I said, go to sleep, mum. Like, I'm not going to have her for a long time. Yeah. So How amazing. All... You felt so in control yeah, just, and so yeah, just I calm. Did. Yeah. 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 And uh, the midwives were just like, oh, you're, you're really calm. Like, you do you feel okay I was like yeah absolutely fine mm. and then so it got to midnight and I said oh yeah I can feel a lot of pressure um contractions are coming in and I was doing breathing in really deep and breathing out as sort of as controlled as I could manage and then I said you know I, I think her head's there and they said we'll just check um and they said right you're 10 centimeters dilated oh. and I was like brilliant and they said, we're going to leave it another hour and then you can start pushing. Right. And I said, I don't think she's going to wait another hour. This was if you after get that time. urge, if you get the urge, yeah. you get the urge, yeah. Exactly. And they said, well, we'll just wait. And I said, I, I can't wait. And I was just breathing through. I wasn't pushing or anything. And uh, the midwife said, right, okay, I'll just have another check. And then she went, oh, yeah, I can see her head. And she oh. was like, I'm just going to scrub up like put her scrubs on and stuff and I said okay then like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start pushing and by the time she'd got her gloves on I had two really deep breaths and she was out wow it was I just like Carl was stroking my hair throughout I just said to him like keep stroking my hair yeah um throughout the whole thing and he was just amazing he was just stroking my hair and by the time I'd had her my hair was all swept back (laughs) and like stuck to me but um yeah after I had wow. one deep breath and they said, yeah, in the next breath, she's going to be out. Um, and she just swam out because my water's just blew. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, 
I fully, fully believe that hypnobirthing helped my birth and um, and the way that the labour went as well. Because yeah. I know that a lot of people have really horror stories with inductions yeah. and yeah. I did not listen to any of them because I thought yes. everyone's individual, everyone has their own story and it's never going to yeah. be the same as anyone else. And I did, yeah, just breathed her out and it was, a, it was such a surreal, amazing experience and I'd do it again. A million yeah. times that's amazing um, they they put her on straight on my tummy and I said oh is she okay and they were like yeah, yeah she's fine she's just small um yeah. so they the doctors went out took the bed away and I just had like time with her on my tummy so she waiting. didn't need to um she didn't need to go anywhere nothing right, no, she right. Was absolutely fine. and what how much did she weigh she was four pound seven so she was little yeah. and they predicted she was going to be four pound four so they were spot on oh, they were pretty right yeah, yeah. wow and yeah, everyone kept saying, oh, because I was quite big, my bump was huge. And everyone yeah. kept saying, you're going to have a massive baby. <laughs> like, she is going to be huge and helpful. Um, yeah, <laughs> Thank you. So lovely. And I kept thinking, okay, then it doesn't matter if she's big or small. I'm, you know, I'm going to love her, however. And then when, yeah, and then she came and uh, then my husband cut the cord and I managed to video it. And it was just so relaxed. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was just really lovely. I think as well, like the thing about inductions is they, and I always say this to people, like they don't have to be horrific. And I think also with inductions, like they are like, they are there for a reason and they have their place. And sometimes like in your situation, they are medically needed and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have a horrible experience. You can still have, a really positive experience from it and actually I'm really glad that you've shared your story on here because I was looking for more positive induction stories um I've only got one I think on here at the moment um so it's great because so many people do face that uh that kind of um, labor yeah so it's nice to hear that it doesn't have to be this horrible experience and as you said anyone else's kind of experience or negative experience it doesn't really mean anything for you like that's no, just their experience so the better thing to do is to listen to the positive stories about it rather than the negative exactly. ones because they're much more helpful and yeah and I fully believe that she need she knew that she needed to come out which is why I yeah. think the hypnobirthing and my birth was so amazing because I just think she was ready and I was already two centimetres dilated when I went into hospital before the induction right. and I was 36 and a half weeks. So, and, right. but she was actually born on 37 weeks exactly, ah. which is why she's, she wasn't classed as premature. So she did, that's um, why she didn't have to, did she stay in at all or? Well, I had to stay in. Unfortunately, I had um, a bit of a rough time after the birth, oh, no. um, but it was okay. Like yeah. I'm, I'm okay. And um there was I, I lost quite a lot of blood after and and the placenta got some of the placenta got left in like quite oh, a bit of, right. it, like a quarter of it yeah so I had to go in for an operation and stuff but again yeah. hypnobirthing fully helped me like I didn't I wasn't worried like I had all my trust in the doctors um and they made it you know it wasn't a scary experience they were all very calm I was very calm they knew that I was doing hypnobirthing yeah. Um, I made it clear like when I went into hospital that I was and I didn't want you know the words yeah. c- certain words and so I had to stay in for about a week but I think it was good because the 
I had a lot of help with the breastfeeding because um, she was so small and my my nipples are quite big. They didn't think that I'd be able to, but I had this amazing um, breastfeeding nurse and she was on the night shifts oh. and she just helped me like, and I, to this day, I, I wouldn't be breastfeeding if it wasn't yeah. for her, which yeah. like I couldn't sing her praises anymore. Um, breastfeeding is so, and I, again, this is something I say to everybody as well. It's so difficult, but also, so it, like, I'm sure you're in the phase now where it's like the easiest thing in the world. But at first I think we just so underestimate actually how it is difficult and you do exactly. and I always say to people get as much help as you can because you kind of think you're doing it like from what we see on tv but it, there is a bit of a knack and yep. it I mean I I was sort of similar to you like so my mother-in-law she used to be a midwife but she was you know very she knew a lot about breastfeeding and obviously was like um helped a lot of people to breastfeed so similarly like I with my second I she came around like <laughs> all the time to help me latch her because you just need that help sometimes and yeah, I, yeah. I, I so I understand how you feel that actually god if it wasn't for them I don't know if I would have persevered because and I know that a lot of people don't get that support yeah um which is why they've then you know decided to go under the bottle yeah. but if they had that support in the first place they may have been able to to do it but you you never know and I I was so open yeah. To, to bottle feeding as well yeah. um I just did what was best for her really so yeah. or, or what she chose or what was you know yeah if it was easier for her to have a bottle then I'd 100% done that yeah but it just happened that she could latch and she was getting enough and she was putting on weight by the time we left hospital okay. and then the following week she put on a pound in a week so wow. she was <laughs> amazing yeah so we have a very low breastfeeding rate in this country. Like it's really, mm. really low. And it's just because the support's not there. So it's a shame really, because I think if we had the right support, it would I fully, be a lot higher. I fully, fully agree. I was, I went on two wards when I was in hospital because they were so busy at that time. And um, I was the only one in the two wards that was breastfeeding. And I think it is really? because people wow. weren't getting the support that they needed. Yeah. Like I was quite lucky that, the lady that helped me was there. She just happened to be there when I was there. And I fully think that if she, yeah, like I said, if she wasn't there, I wouldn't be breastfeeding. Nice. So, I think for advice for people um, is to just uh, like ask. 100%. You have to, yeah, you have to ask for help because yep. sometimes what they do is they'll just sort of be like, oh, yeah, baby's latched. And then they think that like, they'll leave you. And yeah. that it isn't always the case. So you have to keep asking. If you're in hospital, keep asking them to check your latch. If you're at home, you know, if um, every time you have a midwife visit or a health visitor visit, like get them to check it. And also the other yeah. piece of advice is um, some hospitals have lactation consultants, which is amazing, but not all of them do. Um, but there are usually local groups, breastfeeding groups that are run you can just pop yeah. along to for support and I would always recommend finding them um usually you can yeah I found my local one on Facebook so I yeah. just put in the area that I live in yeah and then breastfeeding and it brought them up so yeah, yeah. definitely recommend just search in your local area yeah. and then just the word breastfeed and then I'm sure something will come up yeah um and I've had support off there as well recently so yeah, yeah it's a, it, there is support there you just have to you have to find it and you have to ask for it um yeah. but after a few weeks you, if you do all of that and get that support early on 
it will become something that's just really easy and you won't need that support anymore um so well well done you yeah for um for such a lovely calm birth and for um yeah using your hypnobirthing and staying calm and having a lovely experience so you would recommend hypnobirthing I take it to people oh yes 100% yeah I would and I'd say as well be open to it as well because at the beginning I was a bit sort of skeptical I didn't Mm -hmm. know much about I didn't know anything about it I'd never even heard of it before my friend bought me the book and then yeah once I read the book I was just completely open to anything I was I made like myself a little birth plan um and like the affirmation cards like if someone if you buy them take them with you in your hospital bag because you never know if you might need them yeah yeah good advice yeah um and it's normal to be skeptical of it and the name doesn't help and I've said this no it doesn't at anyway. all. <laughs> um, the name doesn't help but also you're right you you have to, you can do anybody can do a hypnobirthing course anybody can read a hypnobirthing book anybody can listen to a hypnobirthing podcast you have to be open to it and I also something I think a lot is that you can only you can tell people the information but if people are not ready to hear it then it's not going to go in and they're not going to accept it so that's good advice be open to it and and trust it because it does work and also yeah you're like you might not take every single thing that you get taught in hypnobirthing you might not take that with you but there'll be something that you take with you to your birth that helps you and that makes your birth better than if you hadn't done it like it's always worth doing basically I mean you know I would say that but I think most people that do hypnobirthing agree with that that it's just always worth doing yeah like my um my twin's birth was different to mine um she was induced as well right but and she had to have sort of forceps and stuff but she still used the hypnobirthing but in a different way that I did um but it still helped her and she's she was still you know at the end of it she just said uh, like she had um lights up she had music on and she made it like a really relaxing environment which yeah I just felt like I didn't need that at the time and I had everything packed in my bag but yeah that's how she used it in her um experience and so it was completely different but we it both helped us massively that's the thing as well is you don't know how you're going to feel at the time so all you can do is kind of prepare for all of this stuff and then if at the time like you just didn't feel like you needed it but you did feel like you needed those affirmation cards, which is something that you yeah. didn't think you would need. So no, it's, not, yes. not at all. I just sort of put them in my bag thinking. Um... Perfect. Well, I have to say, Hallie has been a very good girl during uh, our talk. <laughs> She's just been feeding away. Yeah, she had. Well, she fell asleep, I think, and oh. uh, been having a stretch and a oh look yeah. at her she's so adorable I can see I can see the back of her head but she looks very cute from her own. oh look hello oh, look. Hi. Hi. Nice. thank you thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story it's been really lovely and positive and it's been lovely to to meet you and to meet Hallie as well I love her name as well I love her name <laughs> Hallie you. so pretty thank um, you so much for having us no yeah thank you so much and um yeah and thank you for your podcast sure. wouldn't have been able to have such a nice experience if it wasn't for that so I do really thank you for that perfect no worries at all glad it helps people perfect well thank you so much Maddie no problem at all thank you thank you bye